Um, and in Aries, which I always felt that I was a, a very common sense, down to earth person. You um, fucking violent warmonger and asshole! I am a shockingly asshole. violent motherfucker. If you set me off the wrong way, I'll come after you and burn your shit down to the fucking ground. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, note to self: so, burn yeah. Shane's down house down before he burns mine. <laughs> We have a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! <laughs> the government's out to get ya, NASA's out to get ya, the NSA's out to get ya. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Police ask public not to shoot after recent Bigfoot sighting. Discussion we've been having lately about Bob Lazar and what he did at Area 51. We ain't found shit! Open the gates. Open the gates! They're here. My fucking birthday. Don't say that shit out loud. Hey... Did you go to that? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. How was it? Oh, my fucking God. Wait, you went to a cat fest? Dude. Okay, <laughs> you're going to want to Google this. No, Everyone no, listening, you're going to want to Google no, this. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something like Tuna and the Amazing Acro Cats or something like that. And it was like a cat circus slash band. Dude, I have video of a cat fake playing a saxophone. I don't okay. know if you guys are interested in that. <laughs> not really. A video. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not too interested in seeing that. A video. So what about a video cool. of a groundhog raising an American flag? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And I thought my fucking trip on Sunday was better. We uh, went to a fuck. You know Victor's Tire Shop, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a car show going on. And it's, you know, they got the low riders and everything. Mm-hmm. But my wife, she didn't tell me she bought tickets like five bucks a piece. She goes, oh, there's, there's going to be a band that's playing. There's a whole concert after the car show. Was it Midnight Rebel? No, it was not Midnight Rebel. Nice try, though. But I don't think they would have been fucking pitchforked right out of this fucking place. <laughs> no, this band was a lighter shade of brown. Some 90s band? Anybody? That's what it's called, a Bueller? lighter shade of brown. I guess they had a few hits. I don't know. Like R&B? Yeah, similar to. But it was like at the Victor Tires Event Center slash, can we rent this for a Quinceanera? I mean, it was a hmm. weird... It was weird, hmm. but it was interesting. I just, he kept seeing his fucking tire logos on the side as these fucking vans came up. And I was like, yeah, if- <laughs> $39, no credit check. Buy your wheels, buy your rims. Like, for oh. real, if you uh, live in the Salt Lake area and you're looking for cheap tires, go to Victor's. It's like I keep hearing that. high quality, like gently used tires for like 40 bucks a tire. I like how you say gently used. I'm gently used. Uh, that's debatable. You've been road hard and put away wet, my friend. <laughs> Don't say that fucking out loud. That's fucking bullshit. Anyway, hey, welcome to Strange Uncles, everyone. Um, welcome. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. And here we are yet again. So, hopefully, you guys liked uh, liked last episode. Uh, we covered the weird and infamous Philadelphia experiment, I believe, and that was yes. interesting. I yeah, think. I think that's that's what we did, right? It is, I hope so. yeah. Unless yeah. we were in a time warp of um, some sort. Corrections to be made. I was like, <laughs> MK Ultra wasn't until the '60s. Mm, yeah, it started in like the '50s, so that definitely could have been something uh, well. that was used. But anyway, as long as we revisit the things we fuck up, I think we're halfway okay. Yeah, yeah. when I when I get on a roll, I get on a roll. Yeah, whatever. But nothing else. It was cool. It was a cool story. I've just never fucked up so <laughs> yet. Knock on mm. fucking wood, dude. But uh, on this one, so this is episode 46, and uh, I got a couple little tidbit things. We have a couple news articles that we're going to roundtable, and then we have a really cool topic on remote viewing. I think we all decided we're going to kind of see if we can't see into the future or an object or whatever the fuck that means, you know, but that's what we're going to have. Um, first of all, Finn, happy UFO National Day. Thank you. Thank you. Evidently, July 2nd. It's my day. Uh, it's, that's what I hear. It's very interesting. Beam me up. It's hot as fuck here. <laughs> there no shit. Uh, it's not that bad. It could get worse. It will. It's going. Oh, I'm sure. It always does. 
But um, I felt it was kind of cool that number one today is UFO Day, and number two, uh, this little website that tells it and says, hey, yeah, this is National UFO Day. Here's the states that you will see UFOs, and here's states you won't see UFOs. Can anyone guess what the number one state of seeing a UFO is? Um, Kansas. Well, I could check my MUFON email and <laughs> tell I you just exactly. I today, too, actually. <laughs> Um, I am going to say... I'm going to say it's not Utah without looking, but I'm going to say Utah's type. Top I'm going to say California is one of them. I would think Utah would be up there. And yeah, I thought California too, just because of population of nothing else. I mean, everybody's looking up, right? That's really not the case. Um, Washington State is actually the number one. Oh, yeah. Well, followed by Montana, which is funny because there's fucking nobody in Montana. So why do we have that like number two? Usually you need witnesses to see opposed UFOs, right? But, you know. And then Vermont, Alaska, and There's that nuclear uh, facility in Montana. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of them, actually. Uh, And missile bases, right? Yes, and you guys actually read my mind because I was going to say a lot of the times when we see these sightings, we see them over nuclear facilities, military Mm -hmm. facilities. Yeah, there was a real famous one in the 80s that was in Montana that I can't think of the name of the base now but it's like always on yeah whatever show is talking about this kind of stuff well they had all the underground missiles plant you know for yeah. the whole cold war shit that if it hit the fan you know some farmer in the middle of nowhere is going to see the ground open up and there you go i've heard rumors that there were some uh missile bases in like central ish utah to you i think so i think i got that down not the basin but more towards uh more towards price-ish. Okay. I think yeah, gotcha. like central eastern. I could be making that up, but I swear I saw that somewhere. No, I think I saw that too. I'll be with you. Um, the fewest UFO sighting states, um, there's five of them. Can anybody pick one of the five? Kentucky. <laughs> we're, we're naming all the redneck backwards cousin Marion states. No, that's no, not the Kentucky case. is oh, a fine place. If you're from Kentucky and you're a listener, I'm sorry. We did not say that to your face. However... Uh, the fewest UFO sightings, Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama. Hmm. Why were you chastising me? I, not out. Okay. I mean, you just Are named you the same states you were talking about. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I feel bad for that. Um, anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. And then um, I wanted to actually, I stumbled on something else and I ordered it. It will be here Friday. So I'm more of the ghost guy, I guess, out of the whole fucking thing. Um, did you know that Dan Aykroyd's father, Peter Aykroyd, number one, was a spiritualist? Oh, Pete, yeah. Right. Good old Pete. I knew Pete. He used to have a beer with Classic Pete. Classic Pete. Oh, God. Pete and his jokes. Fucking, they were pretty good. Pete just conjuring up ectoplasmic hands oh. <laughs> with the horn. I don't know. Yeah, right. No shit. But he wrote a book in 2009 called The History of Ghosts, and uh, I ordered it. It should be here Friday. Never even knew it existed. History of Ghosts. Yeah. The history of ghosts. What's the what's the deal with history of ghosts? I don't know. I haven't got the book yet. Hmm. When I get the book, I will be more than happy to fill everyone here. Like in. there was no copy trying to sell you the book. You were just like, <laughs> nope, ordered. Yeah, no, yeah, no. There was no. Once I saw the Aykroyd name attached to it, I was like, ah, gotta have it. Ah, so. My favorite Dan Aykroyd film, Crossroads, with Britney Spears. Was he in that? Oh yeah, he was Britney's dad, and he was like hella creepy. Oh Jesus, it was awesome. I don't think I, don't think I remember that show at all, dude. That's um, I barely remember it because uh, my girlfriend at the time, when it came out, uh, was a huge Britney fan. Uh, I was not, mm. and we came up with some sort of drinking game. Oh, so just I, for that movie? Yeah, that's fucking lovely. What the fuck? He was in. Uh, was it? Good girl, small girl, neighbor girl. My girl. My girl. Now, that movie is high quality. That movie actually is pretty good. That really made me a little bit ball at the end. Yeah, my eyeballs sweat at the end of that movie yeah. every time. Yeah. Malmstrom Air Force Base. That's, that's it. what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, this whole yeah, time, I've we've just there. been talking it's about been driving <laughs> movies, so the junk looked that up for us. It's been driving me crazy, because I like it's right in the back of my head. But uh, yeah, Malmstrom Air Force Base is where okay. there was I'll a UFO dead. sighting, and they... They shut down the nuclear weapons. They yeah. disarmed them, mm-hmm. and then they actually armed them. Oh wait, no. Just to clarify, who shut down? You have apparently. Bro. I'm not saying aliens, but aliens. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Curious. I mean, well, Very there was curious. there was the UFO sighting, 
and then they basically lost control of their nuclear weapons. While the UFO was over the base. Which is fucking terrifying. Could you imagine being fucking the guy that's supposed to have the key to make that shit work and you don't have control anymore? Yeah. How do you explain that to your fucking wife when you go home? Well, you don't Sorry, because honey. you accident like UFOs cause the first strike and then there's no home to go to after the <laughs> <Yeah>. retaliation. <laughs> your wife is like, "Oh sure, UFOs. This is just like you taking out the fucking garbage. You're always a procrastinator." Da 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 da. And she believes in nothing that the fucking guy says. I mean, the Russians had the dead hand system that was like basically a thing that would automatically launch their missiles if uh, Moscow got taken out. Yeah, which is pretty. Uh, Pretty paranoid, but it's pretty Russian at the same time. Yeah, I guess if you have to judge Russians, that's what you're gonna do. Anywho, yeah, crazy. Um, you guys got any other news? You got any updates or feedback or anything um, on your guys' I, side? I just read an article about the Oumuamua. Um, I'm probably, oh, yeah, I'm the probably, giant rock. Yeah, I'm probably not. Thank saying you for that saying right. giant rock and not solar sail floating through space from an alien craft. No, it's an alien craft. It's just uh, like uh, the ones that are made out of rock, like Thanos' ship in Infinity War, bro. Uh, okay. So there's <laughs> a cigar-shaped, uh, giant rock-looking thing that flew through our solar system in 2017, um, and there were some actual credible scientists. Uh, theorizing that it was alien craft of some sort. I heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I caught that a little bit. So, you know, here's the big, uh, Mm. here's the big bomb drop. People are saying it's not alien. Oh, surprise, surprise. Who are these (laughs) alleged people though? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it was flying through our solar system, like 110,000 miles an hour. It could only be detected for like two weeks. Um, and then it basically now it's just so far yeah. out there that we can't really yeah. study. It, I, I think it went through came, the other edge, didn't it? Yeah, already? it came pretty close to Earth, like not anywhere near a collision course, but like right, between right. us and the sun. Basically, well, that's how we caught it. Yeah, because we're like, oh, wait a minute, that's not fucking supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, yeah, it was supposed to be the size of like a skyscraper. Um, hmm. There's a Harvard professor, an astronomer, that he speculated that. It was extraterrestrial. Basically, everyone else is not on board with that. Fucking pussies. Um, was it that professor in Harvard after the, it was right after that instant that encounter when it was starting to head out the other direction, and he basically came out and he's a Harvard professor and he said, um, "Look, aliens exist and they're here," and they just blew his fucking shit up. Oh, I I don't know if it was the same guy. I remember hearing about that, but I don't yeah. remember yeah. who I it mean, was. Yeah, I mean, just harassed his taught. family and yeah. everything else. Like, it was not a pretty picture, you know, so kind of shitty. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, I think that's why people don't come out with any well, in pe- a, in opinion on anything because they're like, well, I'm just not going to say that because I don't want to get trashed especially, by my right. Especially, especially when, when I make academia. It, exactly. That's the thing. When you're in that kind of a position, I get it. And they initially thought it was, it was a comet, but it didn't appear to be made of ice, um, and it was uh, didn't admit any gases, and it was actually speeding up rather than slowing down. That's a little weird. Yeah, but is that weird just because of the pull going through our solar uh, system? I'm I mean, not that an could astrophysicist, be. so I don't know. I play one of my tool shed, but I'm an astrophysicist. I, I play with something just else kidding. in the tool shed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm the not tools. Not a real gynecologist, but I play one of my tool shed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess that's possible if, given my cursory physics lessons from Star Trek Four: Voyage Home, <laughs> I guess. You're not talking the fucking time traveling bullshit. We're yeah, gonna sling dog. around the sun. Fuck yeah, I'm talking about that. God, poor Spock got made fun of in San Francisco. I fucking feel bad for that guy. Yeah, yeah. Sure. you shouldn't. He's rich. Yeah. Well, he's moved on, but he was. <laughs> yeah, I rich. was gonna say. Anyway, uh, I guess it's possible that it was speeding up due to gravitational pull, but. Did, did they say anything about it slowing down once it passed the sun? Nothing about it so, slowing down. The, the people studying it have said that they, they've never seen anything like Oumuamua in our solar system. It's really a mystery still. Yeah. Um, this thing is weird and admittedly hard to explain, but that doesn't exclude other natural phenomena that could explain it. Sure. This is just me being an asshole, but could we have called it a different name, perhaps? Um, it's well, a they Polynesian word. It, they discovered yeah, it. Yeah, I know. They discovered it, it in Hawaii. Of, yeah. They right. discovered it in Hawaii. So I mean, it's just a if nothing a, else is a, fun a to say. Fitting name. 
I couldn't say a drunk. I, well, I, I think it that. means like big rock or something like that, if I remember right. <laughs> big black space rock. Um, <laughs> Identically. Yeah. Well, are you it means looking? it means it means scout or messenger from afar arriving first. Beautiful. Oh my god, there you go. That's so, an alien probe. So that's what it means. The name itself. Yeah. You know. So um, I just thought that was interesting. There's some guys like actually still studying this thing, and they've kind of come to the realization that like probably not an alien satellite or anything. It's just a, probably just it's a, a cigar. It's a cigar shaped rock. Yeah, just, but you know why? I mean, it, there's still a lot of fascinating things about it, like. The fact that it's speeding up, not slowing down. Right. But I mean, we don't really understand gravity. No, so, we think we do. Well, but, in I our mean, Earth, we I don't. Do, I don't think. Point, I think. But, a, I think a, a, a scientist wouldn't say that he understands. Like a respected scientist, right. I wouldn't think he'd be. Like, he yeah, would I say, know "We think we do. This is what we know so far." But yeah, you know. Well, again, it's everything that's physical and around us, and you know, who knows what's out there? We're still finding weird shit. So mm-hmm. I get that. I totally get that. Well, here's a fun one. If you guys are ready, are you ready? Uh, give me one second. Okay. <laughs> He's such an <laughs> asshole. Um, I'm going to tell you guys how fucked up you are according to your horoscope. Oh, Jesus oh, fucking God. Christ, yeah. Shane. Are you ready for this? Okay. No, I'm leaving. Oh, this is fucking awesome, dude. So first of all, so what is your horoscope? Josh, where are you at? I'm a Gemini. I enjoy long walks on the beach, being fucking nuts, and uh, allegedly like having split personalities or some shit. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Well, you're a two-faced liar. Yeah. So um, that's according to your horoscope. I was being nice to myself. Thanks. <laughs> so your friends know you talk behind backs, Gemini. Not that you're a bad person. You just can't help letting other people know how you really feel about some of the crazy stuff uh, your loved ones have told you. Hmm. Listen, you knew that about you. We get a fucking bad rap, all right, because everybody likes to spill tea. And if you don't, I don't. If you say you don't <laughs> gossip, I don't fucking believe you. <laughs> no, no shit. What are you, Josh or John? I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus. The oh, allegedly, you're stubborn and angry. The perfect of all the astrological signs. Um, yes, you are. Uh, your possessiveness is really uncomfortable. Hmm. Did you know that about you? I didn't. Well, there you no, go. I possessive. feel like you think Feel you own me. Yeah. It's that chain you tie around people that you like. That's weird. That's fucking, I was going to say something to you, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten used to it, so whatever. Well, it, 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 it changed. It's fashionable. But other than that, yeah, exactly. Um, and in Aries, which I always felt that I was a, a very common sense, down-to-earth person. You um, fucking violent warmonger and asshole. I am a shockingly asshole. violent motherfucker. If you set me off the wrong way, I'll come after you and burn your shit down to the fucking ground. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Note to self, so, burn yeah. Shane's down, house down before he burns mine. <laughs> Keep the chain. Anyway, what do you got on your side, Josh? Uh, I did... Like, I've just kind of been following, like, the whole development of, like, 5G, like the 5G network. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, me too. And uh, I am incredibly paranoid, I think, as we've said a lot. Not, like, personally, but just about the world in general. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, Huawei um, is the company that they're contracting with to build a lot of this stuff. Uh, Like, the cell towers and stuff. And they they have close ties and are very heavily monetarily supported by the Chinese government. And for a while there, they were saying they that they were not going to let Huawei be the contractor anymore because it's basically come out that uh, they build backdoors into all of their hardware. Um, that's I, I heard that. And that's why they're uh, with the U.S. saying, go on, yeah, this is fucking yeah. crazy. What um, does that mean? Meaning that, that means. Uh, we will not have any kind of secure communications over this network, like whatsoever. Spies. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, like they can just listen to whatever anyone sends over it. So, Which we already do that in our own country with right. our own phones. But this is not our own phones. This is a Chinese-based company, so people are flipping their shit. Well, it's a, not just a Chinese-based company. It's also basically part of almost part of the Chinese government and uh, there's a book I haven't read it um, but I've just I've heard about it called the hundred years war um, where the guy that wrote it's talking about like China's plan for domination and become a superpower is to basically weaken us through technology and uh, economic means and I've heard some other things about this too where like they they're they've had generals that have written white papers uh, knowing uh, noting that like uh, they can't 
they would lose a kinetic war with us, like a traditional war or a nuclear war. Everybody loses a nuclear war, but if there was an actual war, uh, they would. They don't think they would win, but through economic warfare, technological warfare, that kind of stuff, they can kind of not just become a, a rival superpower, but like become what we are currently, which is the only superpower. Right. It, it's all super interesting because if you buy into that theory at all, they're well ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fucking Cheeto in chief is not fucking helping. No, fuck no, he's not. Like he just basically was like, oh no, like we'll we'll definitely let Huawei back in. So it's it's just interesting. And they were talking about it on on the news this morning. Like uh, I listen to NPR when I'm getting ready for work, and they were talking about it and like how they're huge in it in the rest of the world. Their phones out are the second highest selling phone after Samsung before Apple. And oh yeah, they're huge. So I think uh, what they said was they've okayed handsets, but I think they're still at the moment not letting them build the infrastructure. Now let me unravel this a little bit. Was it last year that, was it the CEO was arrested from that mm-hmm. company? And she was basically extradited? Is that right? Yeah, and I can't remember from where, by who. I want to say extradited from Canada. Uh, That's what I thought it was. But I can't remember by who. I think it, I I can't remember if it was us that was trying to do it or if, I don't think it was the Chinese government. It might have been because I seem to remember there being like uh, corruption charges or something. And when you're talking about war, not necessarily war as we know war, but economic war, a infrastructure war, an information war, people don't see that shit coming. It could be going on, and nobody's paying the fucking. Well, attention. and our power grid is old as fuck, and our infrastructure gets no attention oh, from wait our a government. Trump's gonna fix that. He said he was gonna fucking fix all that infrastructure. You know, da 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 da. Infrastructure week. Fucking guy. Um. Anyway. Any anywho, uh, not to get super, like, way into politics because <laughs> we so far we have every episode at least a little bit. I know. It's hard not Just to. A bit. I mean, we all live in this world. Like, yeah. I mean, for the next thirty years anyway, until we all die. But Jesus Christ! Uh, well, I got to get my fucking thing written. What is it called? A will. Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh. We're all going to die, Shane. Well, that's okay. Well, I had other plans, but thanks. Do you um, think people thought they were going to die in eighteen hundred? The world was just gonna yeah, die. but there weren't like government entities putting out study after study after study saying if we don't do something right now. In 30 years, we'll all be fucking dead because we're destroying our climate. In 30 years, all the topsoil in the world will be gone. You How the some, fuck are we going to grow some food? some cake or something? I mean, I feel like you're a little bitter with the whole thing. You should probably have not given me all that, Jameson. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. I just hate looking at it like, like that because that's fucking. Uh, it's I mean, coming it's, regardless. It's, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. terrifying, like, actually. It's terrifying, and we're doing the very, very typical human response of, like, trying not to face it. Well, it's capitalists. It's capitalists oh, totally. going... Yeah. Yeah. No. We're well, gonna, we're going to keep, keep making money over then, here. Yeah. So the UN right. keeps putting out these yeah. studies, and the uh, fucking administration keeps saying fake news. You said something earlier, you know, you're a Cold War kid, which I kind of am, too. Yeah. You know, at the same time. Remember that movie, um, The Day After Tomorrow? It came out like in 82 or 84 about the nuclear holocaust. Oh, yeah. I, I know what it, you're talking. It was, talk- it was a TV. It made yeah, it for was TV like on movie. NBC or some yeah, shit yeah. Like that. that fucking scared Yeah, the, the only shit thing that survived me. outside of like the weird armored personnel carriers that some of the survivors somehow had was cockroaches, but they were like giant mutant cockroaches. Yeah, it was just well, you know, I don't remember the movie as much as I remember my whole summer because our house used to sit up on top of a hill, we could see the whole valley. And I was scared to death every fucking day of my life waiting to get bombed. Like, I would just yeah. look out the window going, what if it happens? What if it comes now? What if it comes? I'm like fucking 12 years old, 14 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Everybody has their own fear and their own error. I'm not saying now is bad, but, oh, you know. My existential fears are, like, so much less immediate than they were when I was a kid. We're the most powerful country in the world. If we're not careful, we will be a third world country before you fucking know it, all, on top of everything else going on around us. It really is a scary, scary fucking, I don't know, scary world. Speaking of military, we have a topic 
that we're going to roll into unless you oh, yeah uh, i forgot about all about that in my fucking you, rant i i had it in my mind for a while that you know i pictured that we we're going to talk about this and here we are and i think we're going to talk about this so for those of you who want to dive into the whole remote viewing thing on board remote viewing suppose i can i can see myself getting into this <laughs> God, I fucking hate me. (laughs) We're going to do a couple bumpers, and then uh, we're going to dig into the main topic. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Uh, Stand by. Strange Uncles is always looking for stories of the bizarre and unexpected. Have something to get off your chest? Something that keeps you up at night? Call their hotline at 801-252-6945. That's 801-252-6945. Four, five. Tell us your encounters and your stories. And remember, close the gates. Hey everybody, picture this. How cool would it be to be able to picture an exact scene or landscape or an area in your mind when you're a thousand miles away from what you're seeing? Get it, picture? Uh, nobody? I've, I've, I'm picturing it. <clears throat> okay. I'm picturing it in my mind. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Anywho, so on this episode, we're going down the rabbit hole of remote viewing. The subject has rich history, crazy characters involved, and yes, even has some government control thrown into it just for good measure because we all know we love the government. So it seems to work out. Totes love the government. Oh, God. Anyway, open the gates. Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? So in the year of our Lord, 1972, Dr. Hal Puthoff, a physicist for a California-based research institute, had an idea about delving into non-conventional communications. He shared his idea with a New York researcher who was an acquaintance of a man by the name of Ingo Swan. Now, Ingo Swan was an artist and lover of the paranormal and was a test subject for the American Society for Physical Research, which in the late 60s and early 70s were performing studies in the out-of-body experience. Swan recommended changing some of the protocols of how the American Society for Physical Research was approaching the matter, and because of this became known to accurately describe the weather in various cities around the world. Uh, Swan and Dr. Putoff were introduced and began experimenting in this phenomena. This study was so successful, it raised the eyebrows of a little-known organization known as, can we guess it? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Ekadeka? Ekadeka. I wish it was that fucking easy. The Central Intelligence Agency, so the infamous CIA. Another physicist by the name of Russell Targ uh, joined the Swan-Putoff team, and his trio actually redefined what remote viewing would come to be. Uh, from this stamp in history, for the next 20 years, most of the remote viewing studies were completely funded by the good old United States government. And you had a blurb on Targ, I think, kind of as some of his youth. Right? Yeah, so he he describes himself in the movie uh, Third Eye Spy as uh, <laughs> as Mr. Magoo, basically. Like, he's like a... <laughs> Touche. Uh, he's always had really bad eyesight, uh, so he's he calls himself like a blind motorcycle riding physicist. So, but let's rewind a bit in history and start finding the thread of where the idea of remote viewing came from, what it is, how it evolved and where the idea stands today. Um, I found the definition itself kind of weird and I don't know if you guys kind of looked it up, but so this is the actual definition of what remote viewing is. The practice of seeking impressions about a distant or unseen target purportedly using extrasensory perception, which is ESP, or sensing with the mind. So right off the bat, I don't know, I can see how this is misconstrued for other anomalies like ESP, telekinesis, photo, what is it, photo thoughts back in the 30s, 40s, where they said people could actually psychically put something into a photo. That was another study that was done. It kind of sounds the same. Is that just me? Yeah, I mean... It sounds similar. Yeah, I think it's an evolving idea. Like it started out, uh, at least in the modern era, as people trying to see inside the envelope, like that Johnny Carson bit. Oh, what was he? The great Zoltan or yeah. some shit like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it was actually Ingo Swan that uh, took it past that. Like when he started, when he took up with uh, Hal and Russ, he was like, this is children's shit. Like, fuck you. I'm going to quit. They were like, don't do that. And he was like, all right, well, let's talk about like, he was like, I can focus my attention anywhere in the world. I think they started small with like, and he was confident on it too. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, that's crazy. Well, being one of the founders, like he really was, you know, there's a lot of people. You Well, we're going to cover a lot of names in this that still to this day are doing what they want to do. And they're still researching. They're still offering sessions, even despite the military niche about it, because that was kind of crazy. So remote viewing loosely could be traced thousands of years back to the Greeks. And this is what kind of got me because I, I didn't really understand you know, when you start reading it, you know, what it kind of construes to be. Uh, writings have been found that could be interpreted as remote viewing, again, interpreted. But sadly enough, throughout history, it was confused a lot of times with what we talked about, clairvoyance, traveling clairvoyance, telepath, uh, telepathy. In the mid-19th century, early researchers like Michael Faraday, Alfred Russell Wallace, and Rufus Osgood Mason were actively studying psychic phenomena and their experiments involved carrying out focused tests on specific individuals who were thought to be physically gifted. So, after that, remote viewing began to grow legs and become its own in the 1930s. Uh, J.B. Ryan, a scientist focusing on telepathy and thought transference, started shaping what this was with the help of Umpton Sinclair. So, Umpton Sinclair wrote a book uh, called Mental Radio. Do you guys remember Greg Bishop's talk at the Utah UFO Festival? Because he brought that up. Did he? Yeah. I remember that scene on one of his slides. Hmm. He was talking about mental radio. It was back in the early. And I remember seeing it. I was going, oh, my God. That's okay. I got to check that out. Mm. You know, yeah. But I, it think, was, I think that. I, I saw it up there. I was like, me. yeah. And Renee Workolier, who wrote the book Mind to Mind, um, she studied out-of-body experiences. And they continue to be studied. But because of the stigma attached to the study of the paranormal in general during this time, which, again, we're like 1930s. You know, you're just getting after out of the thing with the charlatans yeah, and the seances. It, like, and the... on the one hand, it's odd to me that that there was a stigma about the paranormal in the 30s, considering you just came out of, like, the spiritualist era and also, right. like, the Nazis and probably more quietly every other government was pursuing, like, a, a more esoteric, like... Uh, open brand of science to try and find things out you know you're right but the flip side of this too is you got to remember people that were famous back in the day that everybody revered like houdini for example yeah everybody knows houdini is Mm. you know he might have been a magician but he absolutely his main goal was to fucking floor all these seances all these people because they were charlatans to him he was a magician a point houdini Uh, Houdini? uh we're not talking about alec burks Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini. Oh, my bad. I thought we were talking about <laughs> Alec Burks. Oh, Alec Burks? Who's that? The jazz player? Yeah. Oh. oh. Houdini. God. <laughs> Sorry. God. It's like, what the no, fuck? I, I no, I could not resist that joke. You should probably edit this the fuck out. <laughs> no, fuck no, I'm not. That's fucking pretty good, dude. That's nice. That's completely <laughs> Sorry, what when you said you Houdini, I heard Bullet Jack at going, you like, Houdini. Houdini? What do Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> Just shut up and look pretty. That's <laughs> what I'm best at. But he was fucking... Fa- the whole time in the 30s, 40s, that's what he did. Like, he yeah. was trying to completely debunk all these seances and these fucking people doing this because he didn't believe they were charlatans in his eyes. They were taking people's money. Yeah, because money. he knew he knew how he did his shit and was like, right, ah, right. that's fake. And he was an awesome jazz player. So you fucking got that going for you. So, anyway... Was he a jazz player, by the way? Rest in peace, A.B. Harry Houdini? No, the other guy. I don't know. Yeah, Alec Burke. Fuck, I'm confused now. <laughs> so, anyway. Nah, so. he, uh, he got traded. He, I think he plays for the Kings uh, now. I don't Jesus think he Christ. even plays for the Kings anymore. Well. This is unimportant. This is so off topic. Anyway. This is yeah. so off topic. Oh, fucking A. Anyway. So it stayed under the radar uh, for most people, along with scientists, due to the risk of being laughed out of fucking town because, you know, it was kind of fucking kooky. Uh, but as we progressed and we stumbled into the 60s and the 70s, perceptions of the paranormal changed in society as a whole. And remote viewing got some life breathed into it and started to become a thing. I don't know. I'm going to start reading this. And I don't want your guys' opinion on this. We located, and this is actually on several websites that I, uh, that I looked at researched. There's three simple steps 
on how any one of us could become a remote viewer. Apparently, it is a very teachable thing. Apparently. Apparently, this is easy. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, anybody can do it. Like, we can do it right here like around they do, the fucking They table. do conferences, and mm-hmm. the majority of people will get what they're what they're projecting or right whatever right right. so they these are the ones so any of you want to go down this rabbit hole and become a remote viewer these are the steps that are recommended as per other remote viewers that do it uh, to this day so that's kind of where we pull it out of step one you describe don't identify Remember, the remote viewing mantra is describe, don't identify. The subconscious mind does not communicate in language. Viewers often get quick bits of information, much like the aperture of a camera that opens and closes so quickly you almost didn't notice it. It is those subtle flashes of color, a smell, a taste, an idea, or even a quick picture in your mind that you should notice. So set aside all the naming words, words and identify. Write them down off the right side of your page. Words that describe can be written on the left. So, so far, I'm fucking doing homework to do this. And that automatically pisses me off. Well, so far, I'm already confused, too. I'm like, well, what do you mean let this what, in what, what and don't I, let that in? Right. Like, right. I'm what like, am I feel like, down? I feel like the instructions that uh, you're are not, uh, or be, have found are not like. You, too, theory. can build a space shuttle. Follow these simple instructions in this fucking catalog Jesus, cereal box. there was a movie about that. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, step two, write everything down. If you're doing ERV... Um, which is a, a certain kind of remote viewing, uh, then try recording using your smartphone while you lie down and describe the target. Step three, pay attention to the sensory and dimensional information in your mental images. This is important. It says that in big text. Uh, when images come to mind, A, write down what you see, and then B, try taking just the colors, texture, smell, sounds, taste, shapes, patterns, Da da da, dick sizes, penis sizes, semen color, da. From the image that come to mind, write those down too. Wait, did I add stuff in there? Uh, yeah, that took me by, by the storm. Oh. You will be amazed at how just following these three simple rules will really help you uh, sift through the many thoughts that come to mind and simply focus on describing what comes to you as you allow yourself to remote view the target site. Okay, so those are the three easy steps, and I got one of them. They all just sound super uh, hard. Like I don't think I can <laughs> yeah, do that. I, I, I think know. it's I tried too... to visualize I tried to visualize all three of those steps. It's too I... many words to describe simple things. Yes, I think thank is what's you. going on. Thank you. I think that's right like, too. They could simple they could They're mark talking that down. the way they're writing the way I talk, <laughs> like using way too many words to just say something simple. Right. Well, with that being said, um, there actually are three different kinds of remote viewing when we break this down. So there's associate remote viewing, which can help your odds at a casino, for example. This type is done by associating something easy to view with something more difficult to view. Was that what you were hinting on your notes? Uh, kind of. I Like, I didn't know about that aspect of it mm-hmm. when I wrote that. But what I was thinking of is, like, uh, after all of the programs that uh, they did at Stanford Research Institute and uh, mm-hmm. that all all the things that uh, Targ and Putoff were working on, uh, after all that kind of got shut down and they like went their separate ways, like uh, Russell Targ did an experiment where he was basically remote viewing because apparently it's not like you can look forward and backward in time, which so you're not just looking at what's happening right now. You can look forward and backward and that's super crazy to me so he was remote viewing silver futures and betting on the stock market basically that's what it was and the first time that they did the experiment he made a shitload of money for and i don't remember the name of the firm that he was uh, doing it for i think it was one that he created um and then they tried to recreate the experiment it was way less successful which gave everyone that was saying this is bullshit like tons of ammunition like years later put off tried to re didn't try he recreated that experiment and raised like twenty five thousand dollars to like (laughs) send school class to uh dc for a field trip yeah like okay so So, you know there's an example of it works i guess it works but like the the question the second time i watched the movie that came to mind for me was it didn't work when Targ tried to recreate it. Like it was way less successful, like barely successful when it was like 
super successful the first time. So I'm wondering if maybe like the UFO phenomenon and just high strangeness in general, where there's a little bit of a trickster aspect to it and it doesn't want to be measured, or maybe it's like something that's like, so back in ancient times, there are legends of people that could do things like this that had powers, but it wasn't just like special people. It was like pretty much everybody. It was just right. like whether or not you exercise that, you know, like, you focus like on that being an athlete, of basically. Like, right, exactly. That you, part of your brain yeah. you're kind of paying attention to. Well, I have yeah. a theory that pretty much everyone is psychic. I, I agree th- with that. I think everyone oh, is psychic, yeah. but I think it's depends on what level you can really tap into that. Some yeah. people are very attuned to that. But I yeah. mean, that I I've had certain things where I'm like, holy shit, I just thought this. Like I've I've thought about we this. We use seventy like, percent of our brain is not used. It's yeah. not used. Why? Yeah, I I think everybody is psychic. It just depends on how you're going to tap Approach into it. that ability. Sure, sure. Hmm. It, yeah, I think so too. And I think it's like uh, maybe in like more ancient cultures where we were less materialistic, like that was exercised more and valued more. Well, yeah, and think about you it. Know? You 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 don't have cell phones. You don't have computers. You don't have rubber you don't have plastic yeah. you don't have all the shit around you that's taking your like you're fucking you're sitting off. around a campfire at night really i don't know what it is about sitting around a fire that really opens up your mind it you know it, i mean it's, you're, it's you're almost just, like you're, it tunes your body you're living off of the land you're you're living with the land you're not battling the land right, right. humans now yeah don't adapt to their environment they make the environment adapt to them that's right they change everything they can around them to make themselves feel comfortable Comfortable. and so i think back in the day it was a little more existing with the environment and being just in tune with everything yeah yeah i i I mean i guess that doesn't really pertain to remote viewing but i'm just saying that i think it does pertain to it because i think it's an aspect of human consciousness that like Hmm. in our western materialistic society that we have today we don't want to give any kind of credit to that part of our consciousness or our our beings and i think that's kind of fucking ridiculous honestly well it it goes back to the whole thing where you know telekinesis and esp and everything else is kind of a it's still to this day it's a poo-poo thing so remote viewing is just uh, it, it seems like it's just a part of that and so there's people that don't want to accept that don't want to do this whatever have you but yeah, there's something we said about bringing all that together on a consciousness level, if that makes sense. I feel like it's been proved, yeah. at least to to a certain degree, that you can't discredit it. So getting back to the experiment uh, with like betting on stocks and stuff, I wonder if the reason that, that it didn't work the second time was because it's also like a thing that's not to be abused. That you mentioned that earlier, it's not for it kind of like it doesn't. You know? It doesn't want to be. What's a what's the word used? Formed, or instructed, or figured out. I guess because yeah, it's beyond I, our realm. I mean, if you yeah, if you want to like, I just barely did, and now I'm playing devil's advocate against it. If you want to lump it in with like high strangeness and like uh right. like just the phenomena quote unquote mm-hmm. in general, then yeah, the trickster element might be like, nope, you can't document this because right. this is not what it is. Well, and again, we don't know. We don't, it's neat theorizing about it. I think when you say that there's evidence behind it, when you talk about um, remote viewing, telekinesis, anything like that in the paranormal field, mm-hmm. I think this is one thing that really has been proven in the paranormal field, or at least more proven than a ghost or a cryptid, or if you lump that together, there's been research and scientific evidence behind it that, you know, things have come out positive. Like, no, wait, this happened because we did this. And a lot of when you talk, this is the thing with remote viewing. It's, it took all of that telekinesis and these other things and made it a science project where it's yeah. more controlled, more money behind it, more procedurals, I guess, for how you want to make it work. And I think that's why it became a thing because look, you know, a equals B equals this is the point we got to because it turned itself into a little bit of a scientific experiment of sorts and it worked. Well, there may be a scientific way and a formula to tap into that psychic part of a human brain. Very well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There may be a way like, all right, you do this, you do that. You can really kind of tap into using this part of your brain that can kind of 
an extrasensory part? Um, we covered one kind of remote viewing. Another one actually is, uh, actually, I'm sorry, we covered two. Um, the other one, the last one is called controlled remote viewing. It combines the other two forms, both of the forms together uh, into one giant shit show, basically. So it takes a little bit from each little method and makes it its own. Um, it's designed to help the viewer separate true psychic perceptions from the imagination. Thoughts pour in and CRV allows you to organize them on a page. This type also utilizes ideograms. Has anybody ever heard of ideograms? I have not. Uh, no. This is a new I'm, one for I'm me. I'm familiar. Okay. These are symbols that viewer develops and they connect him or her to various aspects of the target site. So basically they draw like a little sketch and they go, wait, this sketch looks like this. Mm-hmm. And all that comes together in a combination of that's this last control remote view. And that's the most popular one. That's like, uh, well, he's standing by the waterfall, but you don't tell him that. And then people draw right. the waterfall. Right. Exactly. And you go, oh, okay. oh yeah, there's, yeah. Sorry, I feel like I just Wait, shouted in the There's microphone. a sky above you. Oh my god, there's a sky above me. No, there there are tons of uh of examples of that in Third Eye Spies. Like of I figured there would be. Where they yeah. show like basically the research that they could get de- declassified. They did a lot of like double blind experiments where they would send someone out into the city, nobody knew where they were going. And uh, then they would ask a viewer to find them, like basically like describe where this person is at now. Mm-hmm. And they would just basically think about the person. They would describe the surroundings. Right. And honestly, that's like the most insane thing you've ever heard <laughs> in your entire <laughs> life. So ridiculous. That, but they were right like a lot yeah. of the time. Also, that's the so... most insane thing you've ever heard. But the probability, that's a fucking thing. I mean, they had a good probability for what actually was a positive outcome, which fucking blows my mind. And we're going to cover a lot of that, I think, in part two, because it looks like this is a part one, part two episode. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, we're going to kind of wrap up the the beginning and kind of the main players, and, and then we'll go from there. But, yeah, all this – oh, dude. I just, yeah. just want to interrupt real quick, and can we talk – we can talk about it next time, but – Remote viewing workers on the moon and then having them realize they're being remote viewed and they stare back at him psychically. Are you talking about Ingo Swan? Yes. Yeah. I caught that. And yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, whoa, they just saw me. That was looking at us. My like, biggest critique of Third Eye Spies. Was I'm like, like <laughs> was it really? I mean, that's the craziest story I've ever heard. And like, yeah, I don't necessarily they make, believe it, but like, I, I think man, that. If, so but, in the movie, I think they were trying to preserve, like, keep their credibility intact so they didn't talk about, like, the crazy shit that Ingo Swan said he saw. They kept talking about, like, oh, we can take this wider afield. We can take this wider afield. We can, like, oh, we can take it from a few blocks to the edge of the city, to the edge of the state, to around the world. And they kept saying, like, yeah, we can focus our attention at any time or place in the world. But they didn't heavily slacked off the time aspect which kind of pissed me off because i was like that's what i want to know about and then uh they heavily slacked off the like they mentioned that ingo swan viewed he remote viewed saturn before the voyager probe went there yeah um and like saw some of the rings which like with it with the telescope technology at the time that you couldn't see and then a couple months or weeks or whatever later Voyager goes by and sends these pictures back and they're like, Oh shit. And they just briefly mentioned it and then moved on. They never mentioned any of the shit that Ingo Swan said about seeing people on the moon and bases on the moon, which I understand because they're trying to like get taken seriously. Bases on the moon. Apparently NASA found a way to navigate around the Van Allen belts, bro. It's cool. Okay. You know what? Let's not get into that fucking conversation. <laughs> All right. The Sugar Grove incident is how the, they ended up initially getting funded by the CIA. They well, were well, a lot of that. We're going to talk on part two. Oh, because all oh, those all the operations fucking fine are going to be Damn. part two because that actually is uh, that's interesting on everything because not only what you have, but there's a bunch of stuff that we research on our side that. Yeah, brings a bunch more projects. What we're going to do here is we're going to wrap up. We got the definitions. We got the theory. We got the definition of what it is. Um, so with all that explained, 
Um, so you listeners have an idea what it is. Let's catch you back up with the timeline because we started talking about uh, Dr. Putoff and Russell Targ and Ingo Swan in the beginning. Those were agreeable, the three main key players yes. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like uh, 72, I think. Right, yeah. And I think uh, I think Putoff started like in 68 and then he got his team together and that's kind of what it went, 72, 73 time frame. I think 73 was a pitiful point because I think something happened. Yeah, that. but those uh, those were the players that we kind of said, okay, this is what remote viewing is going to kind of vaporize into, if that makes sense. Yeah, like uh, Targ and Pudoff. Like Targ went and saw Pudoff at a conference, right? And then right. that's when they started. And then they hit it off. Thing at the did the relationship Stanford. Uh, yeah. research Institute. which which comes up here so experiments were in full swing by the early 70s um as you mentioned much of the research uh once the cia got involved which was later but it was funny because it was funded directly from the government for a while but not the whole time the cia awarded sri which stanford research institute just to clarify yeah. with fifty thousand dollars to start the funding on all these projects uh, however, before the CIA stuck the big dick into the mix, experiments were funded by groups such as SRI International, uh, which was the Stanford Research Institute, which we talked about, as well as the Parapsychology Foundation and the Institute of Noetic Sciences, which, by the way, all still exist, which I find funny, but they do. So, uh, Putoff and Targ even wrote a book in 1977 called The Mind Reach, discussing the subject of remote viewing in detail which is what we're doing here because there's a lot to it. Uh, other groups are performing studies as well. The physicists John Taylor and Eduardo uh, Balanovsky tested supposed psychic Matthew Manning. These tests with Manning were said to be a raving success while other groups studying remote viewing, not so much. CIA lost interest around 1975 and pulled funding for any experiments that were taking place after that. Interestingly enough, after the CIA pulled out, the Air Force's technology division became the primary funder to SRI's research program, so studies continued. Sorry, I was laughing at the CIA pulled out. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. Sorry. No. Part two is going to bring us, because this really, I mean, honestly, we thought we we're going to kind of cram this into like 50, 55 minutes of a thing. I don't think we're going to do it. Um, so part two is going to, I think, be the projects and everything else involved. And that's when shit gets fucking crazy. Because I just want to know about the moon. I want to know yeah. about the moon side. Well, dudes realizing yeah. they're getting remote viewed yeah, they're like, and then looking, looking into this guy shoulder, and then like, the guy remote viewing being like, oh shit, I'm, I'm found okay, out. Okay, so which mission was that then? I Do don't even know? know what the name was. Oh, Shane, 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 Shane. I don't know. We can get into this in part two, but that's the thing that blows my mind. That actually if, is pretty crazy. If it even has any validity at all. Right. Either the moon landing right. was faked or it was a routine because we already had shit fucking there. Uh, or there's some other humanoid type. I'm say people. a word. <laughs> not a word. Um, any other than the moon, because we probably will cover that, I'm sure. Anything for part one, like how it started, what was going on, main players? I mean, really right now it's like, wow, this really turned into something. And now they're trying to put something together, and now people are paying attention, namely the CIA. So that's something to be said about it, right? Yeah, now. I mean, pretty much every government branch and military branch had a remote viewing program. Something going on. Yeah. yeah. One way or another. Yeah, the DIA, the NSA, the CIA, the Army, the Air Force, like pretty much everybody had something. There has to be some type of validity to the, the theory of it. Yeah. The I, science behind it, if you can call it science. I mean, to TL. It's had to have worked phenomenally well to have all of these institutions study it. Yeah. And to tee up part two. Because like, if it was complete bullshit, no one's going to waste their money on it. For well, okay, 20 plus on. years. Devil's for Advocate. 20 fucking. plus years, Shane. <laughs> Fuck off, man. The government threw their fucking money into programs that are mo- a lot more useless than this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, touche. Touche for sure. You know, especially if you look at it this side. And I think you brought this point up, Josh. If the fucking Russians were into it, fucking A. We we're were into it, into it, too. Yeah. I mean, in that <laughs> time frame and what it was, you know, uh, Fuck. 
Uh, We don't want to be behind. And that is a a big thing is they make a big deal about like they had solid like actual intelligence that uh, the Soviet Union was researching this and the difference between the U.S. and the Soviet Union at the time, um, besides the obvious, is that like research like this is fringely funded by... Besides obvious, I mean, their fucking chicks are like eight feet tall and huge. Oh, I was, that's Russia. <laughs> I was thinking, um, besides communists and capitalists, oh my mind, straight Americans. to vagina. Oh my I'm god, sorry. I mean de- democracy. Yeah. Um, wink, wink. So the difference between the two systems was like, since it was a communist system, everything was state funded. So mm-hmm. it was all right. taken seriously, even though they did some wild shit that was like trying to like so ape heads onto human bodies kind of stuff. <laughs> that was such a cool show. But <laughs> so but over here this is treated like backwater bullshit except for the government secretly funding it whereas they're like right, you know. But well, their whole infrastructure is different, so I get that. I totally get that. But you know, nonetheless, this is fucking amazing kind of in a way. Um, we'll pick back up here at a later date on what uh, remote viewing looks like. So far, you know, just the research is like, I I mean, I've heard of it. I know about it, but not to this fucking point. It just blows my fucking mind, to be honest with you. you I know? want it's, so, un- it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. I want to remote view the parts I need to put the mower tech back on my <laughs> fucking riding lawnmower. <laughs> I'm so sorry you lost those. You fucking call Ingo Swan. He'll fucking help you. He's, He's still around. Dead. Oh, is he dead? Did he die? Yeah, twenty. God, I'm the bearer of bad news. Wait, Puthoff died. He's Did the he Israeli die? dude, right? No, that's uh, Uri Geller. Oh, Jesus, that fucking guy. Not to be trusted. Okay. We're um, going to cover that in part two, actually, right, yeah, because we, he's we part of keep that. keep going down. Uh, no, Ingo Swan yeah. died in 2013, I think. Okay. Oh, right. bummer. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, RIP, my mm. dude. Cheers to you, bro. God, will you guys stop letting me talk at some point? <laughs> anyway, I've been trying. Uh, with that being said, everybody, hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, stand by for part two episode. We also have some pretty cool interviews lined up with a um, singular for teen society, I think. We're going to try to get that going along with other recordings that we had. Uh, follow us, mystrangeuncles.com website. You can email us, strangeuncles at gmail.com. Call our hotline at area code 801 252 69 45. Bummer. <laughs> I know. But call us. Any encounters, stories, anything you guys have, you know, topics that you want us to talk about, we're, you know, more than open. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed that. Close the gates. I kill spies. Job, leave the past.